Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. So let's let's just get to it. Let's we've 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 done All an right. hour and fi- first, hour and forty five minutes five of foreplay. Minutes. So let's let's get into the get into this. Um, All right, first, first five minutes, they did not hold the fuck back. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I. Okay, so I, we've already said spoiler alert, so we're just gonna talk about whatever. But I, I definitely don't want to do it full on chronologically because we'll be here for two more hours. <laughs> but because it's a two and a half hour long fucking movie, and which okay, so let's talk about that first. Two and a half hours that doesn't let up for a second. It is, and I'm not even talking about action because there's a ton of it, but that movie grips you from, like you said, the first five minutes, and it doesn't let you go until the credits roll. And even then it doesn't let you go. I would say that it is like, like Batman vs. Superman felt like a two and a half hour movie. Whereas, no, that felt like a five-hour movie in a bad right. way. Whereas it's like the like for me, I would watch a four-hour, five-hour Avengers movie. I'd watch. I'd watch, and when when they finally release the second one that they haven't named yet, that I'm aware of, they haven't released the name of that. I think I would if they released a cut where it was both movies smashed together, no breaks, no nothing, and they just took that end credit scene and smashed it in the middle as, like, the bridge, I'd watch that. Would that be, like, a six-hour movie? I'd watch that without hesitation. Right. And but and you go first going, you'd be like, oh, shit, that was a three-hour fucking... Or that was, like, that was a five-hour movie. Right. It didn't feel like it because I was so sucked in. But yeah. when you're watching, like a three hour or two hour, three hour movie. You're like, Oh my fuck, dude, this is, this feels like I've been sitting here for two hours. Right. And, and I'll touch on real quick. I have, and you may or may not, I don't know. I have the Batman versus Superman DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, whatever that has the extended cut. It adds 45 more minutes that, yeah, adds 45 more minutes to that movie. So it's three ten, I think in total with credits. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't help. It it only it made helped it, a little bit, but, but not in much. Term, in terms of the flow of the movie, like we were just talking about with Infinity War, you don't feel like you just watched a almost three hour movie, or if they smashed it together, you watched a six almost a six hour movie. You're not going to feel that way. I heard a description where a guy said he watched two and a half hours. He felt like it was a half hour past. That's how engrossed he was, and he meant that in a positive way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I could see that. Um, 
All right, first five minutes. Yeah, oh, it's the last five that kills me more than anything. But no, no, we'll we'll get we'll get to the ending. But we have to start. You you can't start. You can't talk no. about it without talking about the beginning. Well, okay. Can I can I talk on something a little lighter, real quick, before we do that? I know I keep coming off it, but I think it's important to touch on because it's it's something I noticed, especially watching this movie, that I wasn't certain of until I saw this movie. Some of the end credit scenes from other movies. And I'll give you an example. Doctor Strange, at the end of it, there's he's sitting there talking to Thor while he's holding this gigantic beer, right? Yeah. Well, that happens in Ragnarok. It's a scene right. direct from Ragnarok. It's not the first scene. It's 20 minutes in, maybe longer. Give or take, yeah. Yeah. And then the same thing happens with... Thor in the end of Ragnarok when he meets the Guardians. When he looks over and he goes, who the hell are you guys? And the Guardians are all standing there. And we're going to get not, to... That's not the bonus scene in Thor Ragnarok. Yes, it is. No, it's not. What's it? The bonus scene is him talking to Loki and Thanos' ship arrives in front of him. I got to go back then because I could have sworn... All right. Anyway. Well, then you just fucked my theory and, and, to hell, but that's Okay. <laughs> No, that scene that we saw was just in the trailer. I could have sworn it was also the bonus scene. All right, I, I, I'm, I can't argue with you because I don't remember, and I'm not gonna sit here and call you a liar if I can't prove it. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, so back to the movie itself. Yeah, they're there, and do you want to start? Go, because I'm don't know even where to begin. All right, um, five minutes in. First ten seconds, you hear like "Mayday, Mayday!" We're we're being under attack. So you don't even see the Asgardian attack. It's you already just, done. You just yeah. see the after effect of of Loki and Loki talking to someone, and then the big reveal: it's Thanos, and Thanos is like, you see the back of him. And then he turns and he starts walking towards us and he starts walking towards Loki. But he just very fucking casually picks up Thor, who we didn't even know was on the fucking ground with his ass handed to him. And I seriously thought they killed him pre-movie. And if they started that movie off with Thor dead, I was going to be mad. Even though you like, you're like, all right, I saw the trailer and I know he's alive, but like, I'll just, I will, if they just kill off Thor in the beginning without even showing it, I'll just be like, Marvel's not fucking around. I might have walked out. I'm not gonna lie to you. That might have been enough for me to just be like, you know what, fuck it. They're just gonna say fuck it, dude. They're just be like, everything you want. Well, they did. They fucking did. They were like, well, everything you want, no, fuck you. But by that point, they laid out such a meal, though, for lack of a better analogy. That you didn't mind that the dessert sucked. Yeah, I. <laughs> it, it, um, but because they do, they do throw a giant double middle finger at everybody. They, the a middle movie. finger with a fucking gauntlet. Yeah. Ugh. What? So the fact that they just he just very casually doesn't show him any effort. Picks up Thor, and Thor is like six four and full of muscles, and it is yep. a god. And he just he just doesn't even stop; he just picks him up and just keeps walking. And you hear Thor groaning, and I'm like, "What a fucking super casual way of showing how massively strong 
and powerful Thanos is. See, I got to because God, because what all we've seen is Thanos like sitting. Yeah, I got a better feel for that though when he was standing next to Gamora, just talking to her. I get your point. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I got a better feel for that when he was standing next to Gamora. I got a feel for that when he knocked the fuck out Hulk. Well, that too. Yeah. I love the little throwback where Loki was like, we have a Hulk. Because yeah, that that's good. what Tony said to him. Yep. Yep. That was good. I, I And then. Yeah. Uh, and then Hulk came out of nowhere. Got his ass handed like, to him. But, but first he like unleashed on Thanos and knocked Thanos up against the wall. And Thanos was like, oh, okay. This is what we're doing. Okay. And then like, even like. What's his name? Call Obsidian or, or something? Or, or I don't I don't know Thor, Thanos' is, fucking minions or children. No, I don't know them either. The, but, uh, yeah. The Squidward-looking motherfucker. That was a great line. That was, that was a great. great line. And I hate SpongeBob. Um, that was still a great line. Yeah! <laughs> um, um, but God. Fuck, fucking th- like he just says, "Let him have his fun." And you're and as soon as you said that, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Do you know what Thanos means in Greek, by the way? No, I don't, actually. It means death. Well, that's fitting. <laughs> so, Thanos lived up to his motherfucking name. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, Th- I Thanos knocked the Hulk the fuck out with speed. We've never seen go up against the Hulk. I mean, we have never seen the Hulk go up against someone who's about the same size as him, with the exception of the Abomination in The Incredible Hulk, but everyone fucking forgets that movie. And I would also argue Tony in the Hulkbuster suit from... Okay, you're right, you're right. With the Hulkbuster, I would definitely go with that. But, like, Thanos is, like, eye-to-eye level with Hulk. It's just basically a purple Hulk and a green Hulk. Yep. And he just knocks him the fuck out, and makes him bleed. Like, Hulk is bleeding from his fucking nose. From multiple places, it looked like, honestly. And that's an important part, is the fact that even though the trailer showed Hulk running with the rest of the group, with Captain America and the Wakanda fucking tribe and and Black Panther and and, uh, uh, Black Widow and, and everybody... He never fucking shows up again. Well, that's what I didn't like. They made him a bitch. Like, he... Look, I I understand you've taken your first defeat or whatever, but they really made him kind of like a little bitch, and that pissed me off. But that's the point, is that, you know, Bruce was trying desperately to get Hulk out, and Hulk was like, dude, do you remember how Thanos fucked us up? I am not coming out. Right. Like, it needed to be said of how uh, how Hulk went up against, like, a giant fucking wolf in Ragnarok and how he went up against a giant fucking, like, like demon thing at the end of Ragnarok and how he went up against Abomination, how he went up against Hulk Buster, how he went up against all these fucking things. And it took Thanos for him to be like, sit your ass down, you green punk. And you sit in that corner and you think about what you fucking did. So l- let me let me ask you something about that because you bring up a pretty good point or at least something that spawns from that. Um, going back to the Ed Norton Hulk movie, which like you said, most people dismiss. He at one point talks about when he's the Hulk, he doesn't remember nothing. It's kind of like it's, well, it's, it's, its own entity really in and of itself. Right. But he doesn't. 
he can't control it. He doesn't really remember anything about it. I think he even describes it as being on LSD or something. You Dude, know? Look at what I rented from my work. And look what I watched last night. So there you go. Quiz me. I'm yeah, already. No, I just watched it tonight. So I'm already. Remember, he talks about that. And that's really all I got to say about it. And now you fast forward to Infinity War. And because even in Ragnarok, it's still a, a line of separation. But in this, he's talking directly to the Hulk. And the Hulk is in some instances responding to Bruce Banner. And I don't know that I like that. What I, what I, how I'm looking at it is that when the Incredible Hulk happens with Edward Norton, it is he and the Hulk are two separate. Let's call them, let's call them roommates that don't ever see each other. They just have really bad schedules. One's working while the other one's not, and vice versa. So they both share the same apartment, but they don't ever mix and mingle. Right. Okay. So they don't have a relationship. They're not talking to each other. They're not dealing with each other. And then over the course of like the Avengers and Age of Ultron and Thor Ragnarok, especially in Ragnarok, where Ragnarok, he spends a good chunk of the film as the Hulk. And he's been living as the Hulk for two years or whatever the fuck it is over in Goldblumville. Um <laughs> So the now he's he's developing brainly. He's he's developing his own education. The Hulk is getting smarter. Like I remember reading Mark Ruffalo said that in in Infinity War Hulk has the mindset of a 5-year-old that right. he's now he, he's now learning and he's able to communicate a whole lot better because in the Incredible Hulk all he does is just say Hulk smash and leave me alone. He says like two fucking lines including yeah. the word Betty. So he as he progresses as he's the Hulk, he's learning. So he learned a fuck ton in Ragnarok. So I also think that he and Bruce are now the. T- if you're going with my analogy, they're roommates that now have to work with each other. They're like, "Look, dude, you fucking left the dishes out. You got to clean this shit up. Like, we have got to live together. We've got to figure this out together." So I'm I'm okay with them having a really kind of weird schizophrenic. Um, bipolar, Two-Face, um, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde conversation. I'm okay. fine with that because it, it makes it more interesting because if like if it's just if it's just Mark Ruffalo screaming into a mirror and slapping his face being like, come on, talk to me, come out, let's, let's figure this shit out, it's just boring. But if he's like bitch slapping himself and Hulk comes out for a split second and screams... And says no, and then goes back to Eric Bana, or not Eric Bana, Mark Ruffalo. Then oh God, it makes insult. it a little bit more visually interesting. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, two things. One, your apartment analogy. Remind me to tell you about a really cool video game you would like, but we're not going to bore our people with, so I'll do that after recording. Number two. Okay. Better Banner Hulk, Norton or Ruffalo? I'm dismissing the Eric Bana thing. Fuck that. Oh, Ruffalo for sure, but I also did not hate Edward Norton's I Hulk. I almost liked it better. I'm not dis- I'm not discrediting Mark Ruffalo in any way. I like him as an actor. I think he's doing a great job. <laughs> I don't dislike that they made the change. I get it, well, but I well, what like is, that what is, what is your question? Is better Hulk or better 
better Bruce Banner. Well, so you and can't do you say mean better visually Hulk. the Hulk, or do you like no, do you no. mean like how the Hulk looks? Vis- visually, I actually think he looked better in the Ed Norton one, personally. Um, I think he looks vicious in the yes, Ed Norton one. Right, right. That's he looks a little too cartoony since they switched to Ruffalo, but that's not his fault. Um, no, I. It's hard for me to pick a better banner, but I'm leaning towards Ed Norton. But I just love him so much as an actor. I know he's. A, I hear he's a pretty hard person to work with, but. You know, which is why I, we have now. Which is why we now have Ruffalo. No, I I know that. And yeah, I heard he was asking for too much money, and he also, um, and he's hard to work with. Which is not. We the also time I've heard that he also rewrote the script. Oh, did he really? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, they they gave him a script, and he said, uh, "Okay, I'll do one better." And he rewrote it, and that kind of like put Marvel being like, "Um, you know, thank you, but we kind of had our own thing." He's like, "No, no, we're doing this one." Yeah, and you don't do that to Kevin Feige. Um, I, it's just a shame because this that that movie, the Hulk movie, is such a outlier now. It, it's it's a great movie. You like it, I like it, but it's such an outlier to the rest of the MCU. Even though it technically is the MCU, you know. Um, anyway, I, I think it's a better film than Iron Man Two. Personally, I can agree with that. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, I I love a good monster. You know, I love the dynamic between. I love the fact that Tim Roth is in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. It, no, the whole the whole thing is good. It's a good movie. I'm I'm. It, and, and I would love to see uh, the leader come back. I was really disappointed they did not bring him back. I and I also think if you, but at the same time, I think if you put Mark Ruffalo in that movie as it's currently constituted, it, he doesn't fit. And again, that's not a shot of Ruffalo. I just don't think he fits. Do you think that's the main reason why they don't bring back Liv Tyler? Probably. That would make sense. Because it would just look so weird with like... Yeah. People are going to be like, wait, when the fuck did this happen? And yeah. And they'll be like, oh I, yeah, remember that? Remember that? Remember the bastard stepchild of the MCU? That was that. Yeah. I, I, I think, except for the fact that the point you made about General Ross earlier, I think if they could forget that movie ever took place... They would do it. I I really do. I mean, sometimes them recasting works out, and you don't even really think about it. Like, I I'm after I, when I rewatched Iron Man, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, Terrence Howard uh, is in this movie. Yeah, I I like Terrence Howard, but I heard it's very similar to the Ed Norton situation. Is why he got replaced. I I honestly I've heard also that like uh, RDJ like kind of. Like, I love RDJ, and I don't know if this is confirmed or not. I'm not saying this is true, but what I read and what Terrence Howard said was that it seemed like RDJ kind of, like, betrayed him. Mm. Well, I mean, and to be fair, the dynamic between him and Cheadle is much better. It really is. They play off each other much better than Terrence Howard. 100%. I, I, I think Don Cheadle is a better actor, and they have a better chemistry. It seemed like... Like uh, RDJ and Don Cheadle were actually friends, and it just seemed like Terrence Howard just kind of like, yeah, he, I don't know, man. No, he I just never... I see. I agree with what you're saying. I see where you're going, and I agree with it. It just he just doesn't fit as well. You know? I said this in, in my uh, Rico's rants of Iron Man, where uh, Terrence Terrence Howard I think fits better in the DC world. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see him being like, like I think he'd actually kill as Spawn. 
Could be interesting. They are remaking the movies, so we'll see. I don't think they've announced and, who's and, doing them yet or who's playing well, the, Spawn. The rumor is it's Jamie Foxx. Oh, no. Don't do that. No, 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 no. Does, 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 doesn't no. Terrence Howard sound a whole lot better now? Well, I don't know about that either. I would want to see. You can't do it, but the guy who plays Luke Cage in the Netflix series would be a good pick. You know, Idris Elba would be a good pick. But again, you've got him in in this other universe already, so you, I don't know if you can do that. But anyway, I don't want to get too far off it. But um, yeah, I. So, so first five minutes. Yeah, we we're five minutes. We. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Loki dies. Yeah, dude. You know what? All right. You you want to talk about Loki, so I'll right. let you take it from here. Loki is the most likable villain in the MCU, hands down. I always found myself in some capacity rooting for Loki. I I like him. He's devious. He's but especially when you find out his history in or if you know his history, the uh, being adopted, not letting him know that, finding out he was ripped away from his his heritage. I get it. Like, I understand why he is who he is and the way he acts. And yes, there's times he's a complete asshole and you want to bitch slap him and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But at the end of the day, <laughs> he's a nice, not nice, but he's a likable dude. He's not, no, he's, he's tormented. Charming. What? He's charming. And he, but he's tormented too. And... And that's why, all right, we'll go this way. There are some, like you referenced the Joker earlier, there are villains in the in the world, and when I say the world, I mean like fictional world, that are just right. fucking evil. Their sole purpose is to be evil and hurt people and destroy. That's not Loki's purpose. It never has been. It's conflict for sure. You know, he's like I, an anti-hero. I, I think he was made a villain. Right. Right. Because he starts as a good guy on Thor's team in the first Thor. You get, But you got the impression that he was ready to strike. Like, he was sure. really jealous. Yeah. And there was always going to be that underlying threat that, like, if Thor was elected king of, of um, Asgard... That Loki was always going to be there, knife in hand, ready to slit his throat. Right, but at the same time, like, all right, so he's the big bad in the first Avengers, right? He's yeah. the guy, he's the villain. I mean, I know there's some reference to Thanos and stuff, but really he's the, the villain, right? He, he, he is the Darth Vader, whereas Thanos would be the Emperor. Sure, but the primary focus is on, in that movie alone, is Loki. As the but that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying is like you don't see the big bad reveal. The one, you know, controlling the strings, the one pulling strings of Vader is the Emperor. You don't see that until Return of the Jedi. So it's the same thing. Well, uh, Thanos kinda... is the one who supplied the army for Loki's uh, attack on New York. Yeah, but don't you see Thanos very briefly when he has that telepathic conversation with the guy? I thought you saw Thanos at some point. You saw the saw the back of him. Right. Okay, but. His existence is what I'm getting at. But that also, but if you remember, that means Thanos lent him the Mind the, Stone. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I get it. So, but, 
that's what I'm saying. Is like I'm going with my Emperor Palpatine no, Darth Vader analogy. Your analogy is right. I'm not arguing against the analogy. But the the my point is, if they had killed Loki in that movie, like if he had flat out died instead of Thor capturing him, taking him back to Asgard, right? I would not have liked the end of that movie. Does that make sense? Like I didn't. I, that would have destroyed that movie for me if they did that. The way I it think, ended is great, but if they had ended it that way, it would have destroyed that movie for me. Because you needed that Thor brother Loki dynamic. You needed you needed Loki to to be punished because every other villain, you know, Red Skull or Whiplash or Ironmonger or whoever, it didn't impact like a right. personal character as much. I mean, you can maybe argue like Obadiah Stane is a father figure yeah. to Yeah. But at the same time, that's a stretch of an argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loki totally. Is, you know, like I agree, I love what you said. Like I agree, Loki is just like you know, snatched from his father's hands when he's an infant and adopted and raised to be good, but Ultimately, because of that destruction, because of that little, like, stolen from his mother's breast, essentially, and and lied about his heritage, and basically raised in an environment where he's given false hope, being like, someday, one of you will be king. It ain't gonna be you, Loki, little shit! It's gonna be Thor. <laughs> I never got it that way, but I get your point. But so, but, okay, so to that degree, though, in... Ragnarok, and, and to a lesser point, um, the Dark World, you start to see a transition from Loki where he was in, in the first Avengers, where he's just angry and wants to hurt, and this, that, and the third. Like, you start to see this transition to the anti-hero, where he's, you like him, you kind of want to root for him a little bit, and especially towards the end of Ragnarok, and especially at the beginning of this Avengers, you, th- I was like, you know what? He's gonna flip. He's gonna be on, on the Avengers side. He may not be an Avenger, quote unquote, but he's gonna stand on that side of the line. Let's fuck Thanos up, and then when it's over, I'm gonna go do my thing. But he was gonna stand on that side of the line. And then they wipe them out in the first five minutes, and I'm like, no. What I what I would call him is I would call him an anti-villain. Okay. In the Avengers, that I'd call him an anti-hero in Dark World and in Ragnarok, and then the and then the final moments of his life, he became a full hero. But there wasn't enough of that for me. I don't disagree with your your layout or your thought, but I needed I personally needed more of that Loki hero. If they were gonna kill him at some point, fine, but it was too early for me. I think that's the point though, is the fact that even though you saw all of five minutes of him, that the final act he had was him defying his old boss and trying to save his brother. Yeah, but give me more. You, and you, you just, you're just a greedy little fuck. No, no, no. Anyway, so say, but yeah, so that was, but so that hurt. It's not the thing that hurt the most, but it hurt. Um, it hurt the most in the first fucking five minutes. Oh, you were well, thinking like, oh, Loki's gonna be in this, and then I, yeah, but I mean, I also 
one thing is it 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 made the trailer different because the trailer made it look like Loki was working with Thanos when he because you see him handing him the tesseract at one point I in didn't, the trailer. I, I didn't I didn't interpret it that as him being like here I say this for you. He's like okay look let me barter. I, I interpreted that in the trailer being like, look, I'll give you this. Please just let us go. No, see, well, cause because I guess I didn't tie it all together the right way, but to me it was like Loki stole the Tesseract and brought it to Thanos because he'd been working with him previously. You know what I mean? I don't. I think he was just as terrified when Thanos' ship arrived. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, in hindsight, I guess that makes sense. But at the time, that's what I remember thinking that when I saw the trailer. Um but for me, the scarier part was when I thought they were really going to let Thor die. Because, okay, so to you, to what you were talking about, at one point he looks like he is dead. Then it's clear he's not dead, which is good, right? And then Thanos says to him, give me what I want, the Tesseract, or I'm going to kill Thor. And it- If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. First, Loki's like, go ahead, kill him. And he kind of starts to with the Power Stone. And I'm like, they're going to kill Thor now? Like, the fact that Thor died, I kind of expected. I was expecting Thor to be one of the ones that did not come out of this movie alive. So I No, he lived. No, I I know, but I'm saying going in. Going into the movie. Going in, you thought he, like Iron Man, was going to die. And and maybe even Cap. My my two going into the movie in this one, this specific one, was Cap and Thor. I thought those were the two that were going to go down. That was okay. the two. Because I didn't expect the level of death that we got. But well, I we knew Vision was going to go. Yeah, okay. I Yeah. I, I, that one didn't have as much impact on me, I guess, because we haven't had a lot of exposure to Vision in the grand scheme of things. So that one wouldn't have impact like the ones I knew were gonna impact me were the ones I thought which were Cap and, and Thor. The ones we grew the ones we grew with. Exactly. Right. So I I went into that expecting... But we we grew with Vision because he was Jarvis. Well, that gets into a whole other thing that pulls us out of Infinity War for me because I had an objection when they made Vision Jarvis. I didn't like that. I get it. I understand it for the flow of the story, but I personally didn't like it. Well, I like originally Jarvis doesn't exist as a android. No, he, but he exists as a character. Even in and of itself, he's still a character. But in the in the comics, he is a butler. He well, is okay, he's yeah. known as 
Edward Jarvis. Right, and and I I've read that after the fact, but again, we're we're acknowledging that that they're two separate worlds at this point. You know what I mean? So from just an empty Jar- God, yeah, Jarvis stands for like just a really uh, something resourceful uh, system or something like that. Like Jarvis is an anagram. Or right. is an anagram. Well, so it's Friday, which I don't know what it stands for, but I. But do you know what Veronica means, though? The I know the, what uh, it is. I don't know what it means. No. Veronica stands for Betty and okay. Veronica. I was wondering if you—that's where it was going, but yeah, that makes sense. So, but wait, wait. So, I went into it expecting that, and so when I saw him starting to kill Thor. I was like, okay, I knew he was going to die. Like, I'm thinking to myself, but not now. You know, give me some of the movie first and then kill him. It's kind not of for a brain. second did I think it was going to happen. You see, I did. I expected those two. Like I said, those were those were the two I thought we were going to get for death. I was I was under the impression Thor may bite it in this movie, but not that early. Because well, that's of these scenes with him talking to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, right. I Look... And call me naive or right or wrong or whatever, I went into the movie trying to forget everything I had seen trailer-wise. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. And I guess I was afraid that the they'd make that scene with the Guardians like a flashback. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. They'd somehow work it into a flashback into the movie. I don't know. But go ahead. I'm rambling now, and I'm going to shut up. Um. So I will tell you the death that didn't, impact me but i know impacted other people because i've talked to other people about it was when heimdall died yeah i i mean it sucked and i i felt for thor but i got to agree with you i'm with you on that one but can we just say for one second that all of thor ragnarok didn't mean anything because all of asgard like they made a big point like asgard's not a place it's a people and, right, and then they all that people the is dead yeah it yeah it kind of did wipe away a lot of the point of Ragnarok. It really did. Yeah. Um, I mean, Heimdall's dead, Loki's dead. Well, Loki wasn't Asgard. Well, yeah, whatever. He's Asgard. But, like, yeah. the, only, the only one that's around is Thor. Speaking of Loki being Asgardian, the one thing I did like they, they let him do before they killed him is because he refers to himself for the first time in a while that I can remember as Odin's son. Yeah. I like and, that. I like, I, and he said it was such like redemption, redemption, and 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 like guilt. Yes. Yeah. There was there was a sense of I think he knew he was going to die, and it was his way of making peace with Thor by saying. I mean, I, I as it as it was happening, I knew it was going to happen, but like I didn't know it was going to be. I I honestly thought maybe he would get like a knife in. I thought he was gonna maybe get like one good stab in yeah. Thor. The Thor, uh, uh, not Thor, uh, Thanos. Right. Then then Thanos would grab him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's not what we got. Real quick. But and, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, just on a separate note, I'm struggling. I'm I'm playing the new God of War, which is for the PS4. For those who don't know, and. I don't know for certain yet, but they're laying it out that Thor is the big bad in this game. And I'm struggling with that because I think of Thor as a hero. Now, I don't know that that's going to be the case, They, but they're laying it out like it is. So I, I'm not spoiling anything for anyone because I don't know myself. I'm giving you my interpretation of what I've seen so far. 
but I haven't. I mean, I played the first. I mean, I I haven't finished it, but I played a couple of the earlier God of War games, and I enjoyed it, but I, I never got into it. Yeah, uh, it's just series. one of those games that I started and then I just sat down. Um, my argument is that, especially for the old mythology gods like Norse and Greek and Roman mythology gods, they're they're more bloodthirsty. Like yeah. Zeus, for example, is is a complete oh, yeah. motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very. I'm very well versed in Greek mythology aside from those games. So yeah, I, I know he's a, he's an evil fuck. <laughs> so Thor, you could argue like, yeah, is just the Norse version of Zeus. Well, no, he's, he's more in like, some ways. he's the Norse version of Ares. Uh, you're, you're right. Well, yeah. Ares is the God of war. Right. And so it makes sense. I'm just saying my point is that I've grown to like Thor because of Thor from the MCU in the comics, so to be fighting Thor now is a little odd for me. But anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to stray too far. I just thought I'd point that out because I I do find it to be an interesting dynamic. Um, so now Hulk gets transported to New York. Yeah, I have to ask you about that, right? That's the one one of the things that didn't make any sense to me because he got transported via the Rainbow Road, Rainbow Bridge, whatever it's called. I'm not. Yeah. dismissing it but I thought you needed that machine and that specific sword that um oh what's his you just said his name a minute ago I, I, Heimdall Heimdall wielded to activate that so how the fuck did they do that that was it, it implies that the sword and everything may have just been a another piece but Heimdall had all the power right but I if and maybe I misinterpreted, but to me, Thor activated it, not Heimdall. No, uh, look at it this way: the sword is just the key, but since the lock is already broken, and the key, you don't need the key anymore. The you just ha- all Heimdall did was just open the door. Right, but it, it was Thor who yelled something before the Rainbow Road came through, not Heimdall. Heimdall was already dead. No, no. No, Heim, no, Heimdall whispered. He said, "He's because I saw it twice. I, I know you're you're missing, but he said, like, you know, old, uh, whatever dark magic I have left in me, let me use it one last time. And then he opens the portal. I remember that, actually. So, okay, I get and, it. And, yeah. and then Thanos stabs, he said, that was a mistake. And then he kills him. Right. Okay, but I, okay, and then Thor says something, and then the Rainbow Road hits, and I think that's where the disconnect happened for me, because now that you're laying it yeah. out that way, I see it, but I think that's where the disconnect happened for me. Thor says you're going to die for that. Right, I, right, but I don't think I connected the, the two acts together, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? You were all, you were just like, what the fuck is going on? That's That was your train of thought. Right, and that's the one of the things I've heard about this movie, is you need to see it at least like two or three times to fully understand what's happening because so much is happening that it's easy to lose stuff somewhere like that. Uh, little things like that. Not, not, I mean, I not saw, that you're completely lost. Well, I mean, I saw it twice and admittedly when I saw it the second time I was hammered. Okay. But, and I actually kind of like fell asleep a couple times because I was just like so drunk. I'm just like, this is nice. I'm going to relax here and lay down. By the way, I do recommend for the people who are old enough and live in in um, allowable states, 
being some form of inebriated to go see this thing? Kev might have had the right thing because he blazed the shit up before he went and saw that, and that might be necessary. And I'm not a proponent of it, but he... <laughs> well, I'm glad I saw it the first time sober as oh, fuck. Oh, I'm sure. Because yeah. I, I was, if I was drunk and missed any of it, I'd been like, what did I miss? Well, but, um, I'm at, but like the second time going into it, I, I asked my friend, I'm like, I know I fell asleep a couple times, but did you notice if anything was different? Like the second view, he's like, not really. We pretty much got it the first time. Yeah. Like you didn't really, you missed much. Okay. We got to get what, dude, we're still on that fucking spaceship. We need. All right. So let's just jump ahead. So at this point here, let, let me run through it really quickly because I can, I can, I can talk. So Hulk is now in New York, and he's, he's now he's being babysat by fucking uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Wait. fucking uh, okay, yeah. what? No, no, no. You you set it up the way I thought you were gonna glaze over the Doctor Strange part. Sorry. No, no. So he's with Doctor Strange, Love, and fucking um, and Wong, and um, Wong, who by the way kind of didn't do a whole lot in this movie. Like no. as soon as like shit ended, he was just kind of like. Oh, I gotta go hang out and protect this thing, even though like Thanos is gonna destroy the whole universe. Maybe I'm just gonna sit and chill in this like house. Which makes me wonder if he's gonna play a bigger role in the next one if he survived the the de- de- dissolution. I don't. I don't remember. I don't. I don't think they didn't he, show. Think there's he... there's a couple people they didn't show what happened to them, and he's one of them. So right. So we don't know. Um, so Hulk is now Bruce and that's all we get is Bruce is now Bruce Banner through the majority of the film. So he tells fucking Wong, um, and, and Cumberbatch and, 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 um, what's going on. And then they, and then, uh, Dr. Fucking Strangelove grabs fucking Tony, Tony Stank. Are you doing that on purpose? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. I know. I know what I'm saying, fool. Um, so fucking Pepper and, and Tony, for some reason, they really are trying to push this, that like, we give a shit that they're going to get married. Maybe I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I'd be more interested in seeing Pepper become rescue, which is basically. Yeah. But based on what happens in the movie, what if Tony goes back and she's dissolved? Okay. And that's, but that's the point of setting that up. Because then Tony goes back and has this loss. I think he already has the fucking loss with Peter, honestly. I, I agree, but how much more intense does it get if that happens too? I, I, I think he'll just be like, of course she's gone. Of course she's gone because I lost everything. Right. And that's the point. And when we get to the Tony part of that, I'll, I'll tell you why Like it's such a – I'll tell you why he had to live. Oh, yeah. I think he had to too. I agree. So – now it's Tony and Bruce, and I really was disappointed that they didn't do two things. They did not really kind of gloss over what happened in Civil War. Like, I really wanted, like, Tony to explain to Bruce, be like, dude, you miss so fucking much. Like, you know, I found out that, you know, uh, Captain America's old friend Bucky, like, killed my parents and, like, Captain, you know, Cap and I had this big fucking fight, and, like, we almost... I mean, he glossed over it very briefly, but I wanted, like, Bruce to be like, oh, really? I was a gladiator on an alien planet, and I had to beat the shit out of Thor, yeah. and then we fought the god of of death. Yeah. 
So tell me about your mommy problems, fucker. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would have hoped for that. And the other thing I was really fucking disappointed they didn't do, and I had heard a rumor they were going to do it, and I really hope they do it for the future, is I wanted fucking Bandit Cumberbatch and Robert Downey Jr. to be in the same fucking room, and someone says something really obvious, and then, like, Bruce or someone says, no shit, Sherlock, and both fucking... Both Sherlock's look at each other and be like uncomfortable, just look at each other like, um, no. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round the clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round the clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. As a social worker, you can become an advocate for those who can't. Earn your master's in social work degree online to learn strategies to connect diverse populations with the critical resources they need to improve their well-being, whether it's in a hospital, community service agency, or another setting. What do you think making a difference as a social worker looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Yeah, but they're never going to do I mean, that's that would be a cool moment, but you know that wasn't going to happen. I, I had heard rumors it was going to happen. Oh, really? Okay. I, yeah, I had like not. I, so. I had heard some, like they had filmed it, but for some reason it just wasn't in the movie. I love the dynamic between Cumberbatch and RDJ. I thought they had yeah. great chemistry. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, um, so, go I'll ahead. let you know if that's on the deleted scenes when I get it because I pre-ordered it four days ago. So, Jesus. So, jumping ahead at the same time, Thor is now a new member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He gets picked up and he's all knocked the fuck out, and he, you know, is talking to all the Guardians. He's talking to Star Lord, and we will talk about fucking the douchebag of the of the of the galaxy, and. Fucking Gamora, Gamora and fucking uh, Drax and fucking Rocket Rabbit Raccoon. And I'm guessing you Groot. don't like Star Lord. I think Star Lord became easily one of my least fucking favorite characters for that one fucking part. Okay, for for a part, I get it, but you you don't dislike the character as a whole, or you? No, no. I thought I think Chris Pratt is charming, and I think Star Lord. Uh, especially for you know for his movies, is great. Okay, and just I, asking. And I, and I'm not gonna like lay him like as the biggest fucking waste of breath in the MCU now because he royally fucked the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. but he did royally fuck up. Yeah, no, I I agree. Deb, when I came home last night or yesterday afternoon, Deb asked me first not to tell her anything. And by the end of the day, she asked me to lay out the whole damn movie. So I I did, and, and I talk about that point, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. But Like, on one hand, if it happened, it, it had to happen the way it happened, with them almost getting the gauntlet off his fucking hand. Because if they'd done it that early, the movie would have been over half an hour beforehand. Right. Agreed. And uh, at the same time, Peter Quill is a very emotional character. 
Well, yeah. He gives it to anger very easily, and he just reacted. At the same time, fuck you, Star-Lord. You ruined the goddamn... You are not a guardian of the galaxy. Not anymore. Um, not anymore. I would... I would actually argue, though, that, and we could do this later, maybe, but if they had gotten the gauntlet off, you could have kept the same length of the movie, and it would have been them trying to keep the gauntlet from him and securing it in a place where he can't find it, like that <laughs> prison that's underwater or whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. And then, And then the second movie could have been Thanos trying to get the thing back. That's, you know. But you, you could also argue the same thing, like, like, Doctor Strange could have just froze Thanos. Yeah, I mean, in a time loop. Or put him in a time loop, or just freeze him. Pause his ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe he's too powerful for the freezing thing. I don't know. But anyway. I don't know. Maybe because he had the other Fitty Stones, like yeah. that wouldn't have worked on him. Like the Reality Stone, I think, would have stopped that, personally. Sure, I think you're right on that. Um so on one hand, yeah, I understand Peter like being human, but at the same time, I also fault him for everything that happened at the end. That the last thirty seconds of that movie is not just his fault, but also the fact that Thor has really shitty aim. Well, I don't know that he's got shitty aim. I just think he thought it would have the same impact that the other target would have had, and it didn't. And so I'd, I. I don't know if he's got shitty aim, but I get your point. He also could have just cut his fucking hand off. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of things that could have happened, and if we sit here and dissect I everything mean, that could have happened, we'll be here until next year, which would yeah, be great because then we'll get the movie acknowledge back. acknowledge Thor fucking flying from, like, 50 feet up in the air and having, like, a giant laser aimed at him and him still coming down with enough force to stab Thanos with a fucking battle axe in the chest is fucking impressive. So I don't give Thor too much shit. Yeah. Um, all right. So let me let, yeah. let me let me back up. So now now Thor needs a new goddamn weapon. He gets it from a giant dwarf. If, if these are the dwarfs of the giants, what the fuck are the giants? Yeah, I know. But it was great seeing Peter Dinklage. He really did a good job. I liked him in that role. He did a great job. I was just kind of like, what? Where the fuck? Kind of. What is this? Yeah, no, I get that. We're, we're like, yeah, because you know he he was awesome and he totally fits in the MCU. Oh, he was perfect. <laughs> it was it was the right move, and he fits there better than um as tra- was it Trask? No, the Doctor from the X Men, which I know is not technically part of the MCU, but it's a Marvel character. He fit, but he fit better as this this Forge guy than he does in that movie. Oh, um, days of future past. I can't think of the character. It's, it's not Trask because Trask is the general. I think it's, or maybe it is Trask. It's Trask. It's a uh, Bolivar Trask. Yeah, but he 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 fits I better. I I had completely forgotten. That's that's how like surprising mm-hmm. it was. It's like I had forgotten that he was in Days of Future Past. Yeah, he, he, he he's not good in it. I mean, he's good because he does a good job acting, but the character doesn't fit. He doesn't fit that role. It's not a shot at him. It has nothing to do with him being a little person. Well, it kind of does, but that's not his fault. That's why, that's, he, that's why he was cast. Yeah, and that's not the reason to, to cast that role. I'm sorry. It's just not because there's nothing that indicates that Tresk was a little person. They did that because of his because of his fame coming off of Game of Thrones. That's really why they well, also, 
but, but also because he viewed his uh, his little person as his dwarfism as a mutation. I... That, yeah, that's okay. why he, that's why he was like, I need to know what mutation is because I I don't want people to call me a mutant because I feel like I am a mutant. Okay, well that yeah, it... but in a whole other fucking universe. So yeah, go ahead. So Thor, Thor needs a new fucking uh, you know weapon. And I love that it's a fucking battle axe called Stormbreaker. And I love that Groot sacrificed an arm for the handle. I thought that was awesome. Which he gets back um, anyway. Yeah. Which he, he dissolves. He turns into fucking Sada, so it doesn't matter. Well, but, but I meant prior to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then fucking um, at the same time, Vision and Scarlet Witch are out in Scotland for some reason. And they're it's hiding their, out, and they're fucking, you know, having some weird, kinky, purple vision sex. <laughs> uh, and because you know, there's like a whole lot of weird, like Scarlet Witch, like, like teleportation, visual, like kinky sex that they're doing. Okay, in Scotland. I'm gonna get real dirty for a minute because we see him naked in Ultron's, and he's a eunuch, so. He basically can create whatever size and width and length that he needs. So, shit. I mean, if he can, if he can make a cape out of thin air, he can make a dick out of thin air. Right, and I'm saying he could be hung like a horse if he wants to. I, I mean, I think that will make that witch scarlet. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, yeah, so, we went I mean, to a real dark he place. He, hopefully he won't be like Quicksilver. Oh, uh, you know, okay. When, when we were talking MCU, by the way, I hated that. I hated that because no one owns him and that whole bullshit crossover that doesn't exist. Like, and now that Marvel or Disney owns Fox, or I think they almost own Fox, it's, I think yeah, the ink's still drying, you know. They can't bring that Quicksilver from that X-Men world into this movie and explain... Well, they can because they never called him Quicksilver, so I guess it kind of works, but... I don't know if they called him Quicksilver in either one. They do in in X-Men. I think they call him that once. They do, uh, yeah. Maybe. But they, they, they don't call him that in Ultron. And, but again, Scarlet Witch is hard to do because in Apocalypse, he has Scarlet Witch who gets killed, technically. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. That daughter, that daughter that gets killed is basically Scarlet Witch. They don't call her that, so I guess. I mean, yes and no. But there, there's a lot of legality. They're like, well, we can't. Like, if you're going to use Quicksilver in, the, in Age of Ultron, you can't say he's a mutant, and you can't make any reference to Magneto in any way. Right, but now that Disney owns Fox, that wipes that all away. Did you? Can you now watch? kick ass without fucking seeing both Quicksilvers on the same screen at the same time now? I've only seen kick ass once so I don't know if I get that reference. Kick ass the actor who plays kick ass in kick ass yeah. is the Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. Oh okay. His friend is the other is one? Is the other Quicksilver. I have to go back and watch that now but yeah. So anyway. now, now they're so if you rewatch it, they're both like it's just Quicksilver and Quicksilver just on screen. That's funny. Um, yeah. All right. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of like seeing Avengers and seeing two Sherlock's on screen. Fair enough. I I never watched that Sherlock with Cumberbatch. I know he played the role, but I never watched it. I I watched the quote unquote American version of Elementary of called Elementary with Johnny uh, Lee Miller. Dude, you, you, 
if you love Doctor Strange as much as you do, you will love Sherlock. Yeah, I I should watch it. And it is on Netflix, so I should really go do it. But um, anyway, there's a part I feel like you skipped over when you've been doing your layout. I know we're trying to do like high level so we can get to the end of this fucking movie and the end of the show because we'll be here until next year, like I said. Um, but there's the part where Gamora get oh, the the part that with the collector that isn't the collector because he's yeah, technically so, dead. Well, well, okay. I'm glad you you I'm glad you brought me back because. You talked about the collector, and you talked about uh, the Grandmaster earlier. Oh, or I yeah, did. Um, yeah, Goldblum, right? Yeah. yeah. So they're brothers. Right. And they're essentially immortals. Okay, that I don't think I knew, but go ahead. So they're immortals, and they could be fucking manipulating this whole thing. Yeah, okay. I need to wrap my brain I could, around that. I could see I could see that being the turnaround where shit gets reversed. Okay, I see where you're going. Do they have now, that kind of power? Ho- I'm sorry. Do they have that kind of power? We don't know. We don't know. I don't, I honestly I don't know enough about that lore of yeah, Grandmaster I? or Collector, but I know they're immortal and I know they're essentially gods. Okay. Okay, that's... Like, they they were, like, the ancient ones. Like, they were the ones from the very beginning. Ah, I, I did not know that. Like, they're just basically eccentric versions of Odin, if you really want to kind of get okay. technical. Okay, no, no, I, I follow, I follow. So... Um, that'd be interesting, that's a good point. So, let's assume that Collector wasn't in that cage with Thanos interrogating him, right? Yeah, that was all well, he was it was... Yeah, it was all right. Go ahead. So, but he did get the stone. Yep. So, there must have been a point where fucking Benicio del Toro gave up the stone to Thanos. Or he killed him and just found it. But yeah. But if he's an immortal, you can't kill him. Well, I mean, but see, okay. and Yes, I get your point, so I'm not arguing against that. But Odin dies. Now, he doesn't get killed, but he dies. He dies of his own choosing. So that's basically how that works. If you choose it, you just don't want to exist anymore. You fade away into stardust or whatever. Right. Okay. And at the same time, they they uh, Loki even says in the Avengers, he says, the, you know, the humans think us immortal. Shall we test that? So they can live hundreds, if not thousands of years, but they just have an over long lifespan. Whereas I would argue that Grandmaster and Collector can just never die. Right. Okay, so you're saying like Thor would eventually grow old and die. I mean, he was 190 years old because he says that at one point. So yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I um, would say that eventually he would fade out like Odin. Like Odin. Okay. Um. Well, that's an interesting theory that I would have never put together, and not because I think it's bad or wrong, but I just never would have put those pieces together. But I also know 100 percent that at some point they're going to have. Benicio del Toro and uh, Jeff yeah, Goldblum on screen together. Yeah, yeah, I think they'd be to. stupid not to do that. Yeah, I agree. But see, have basically I'll... the Liberace space and Jeff Goldblum talking to each other. I would argue Goldblum is more the Liberace than the other guy, but I get your point. Yeah. Um. Let's not to not that that's not valid stuff to talk about. I want to get to the end of the movie so we can discuss what we think is going to happen because I do want to get into okay. what I what I think is going to happen. Vives en Virginia. 
Si recibiste la vacuna contra COVID-19, sigues estando protegido. Este otoño estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All right, so... But talk about... So, so look, can I pick up the story for a few minutes and then I'll kick it back over to you? Sure. So... They they go to get the the reality stone from the collector. It turns out to be a show. Gamora thinks at one point that she's killed Thanos because of the reality stone. She she gets a shot in and stabs him in the throat and then in the heart with apparently a double sided dagger that he gave her twenty years earlier or whatever it was when he takes her off her planet. Um, and that's the first time for me that I felt an odd connection to Thanos because while yes, he was killing half of her planet, the, he showed what looked to be, and I still feel to be genuine feelings for Gamora and her well-being as a child. Um, yeah. And, and that, and it was a really a kind of a touching moment considering what was going on behind them. Like as that touching moment's going on, they're literally wiping out half of her race. And he shields her from it. Yes, he he does, and that was the thing that was intriguing to me. That 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 I don't want you to be scarred by seeing this, even though she's hearing it, and she probably yeah. is not young, too young to not realize something bad happened. Maybe not the exact thing, but you know. And it just goes to show that he was just very lonely. Yeah, yeah, I could say that. I mean, well, think about it. All these people that quote-unquote work for them, what are they called? Children of Thanos. It's not just the more I, I think there is actual children. Maybe, but I think he also goes around collecting because before, in especially in the first Guardians, both Nebula and Gamora are called daughters of Thanos, and they are clearly not his daughters. Right, but I think the more creature-centric-looking ones... Could be like there was one. There's one of them that actually looked a lot like a skinny Thanos. Like they did close up of his face, and it looked a lot like Thanos, which is a skinnier build. And I'm like, holy fuck! That oh, I thought you were talking about the big guy wielding I, the axe. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I think like he actually does procreate, and I think that goes with the mythology of his character. Like he was born disfigured, right. and his family tried to kill him. So he's just like, well, fuck you! I'll make my own goddamn family. Right, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so then he takes... <laughs> continue, go ahead. He takes Gamora, and because she knows where one of the stones is that has not been referenced in the MCU up to this point. Which I kind of felt was a bit of a cop-out, if I'm, if I'm I agree. Honest. No, I, I, I have to agree with that. They should have mentioned it much earlier, or at least in passing. Because it's the only stone that I think wasn't referenced. 
right? It, you're right. It was the only one that was not referenced. The closest in a turn in a weird roundabout way they did was they made it they made a reference to Adam Warlock. Yes. At the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, they said, "I shall call him Adam." In that weird pyramid or yeah, yeah. that cocoon the gold thing. People. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who wields the Soul Stone. Well, and actually, on something I saw after, eventually he wields the whole gauntlet. If I'm correct. Everyone at one point has welded the fucking gauntlet. For okay. Well, honest. that's yeah. So you, this is where your knowledge supersedes mine because I don't know that I, um, I mean I, I'm not too knowledgeable about it but I'm almost positive at one point Iron Man wields it I will well I don't know um, I will say that I personally this is a me thing this is not a knock at the MCU I personally was not aware that the the Eye of Agramora was a stone I, or whatever you know what I mean now I yeah. didn't realize that was a stone and I don't think I fully realized at first that the, the red floaty shit in Thor the Dark World was actually the result of a stone. The ether. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I had to do some research on my own. I had to figure out a little little by little what each stone does. But it was um, clear. Called. But it was clear that the Tesseract was a stone. It was pretty it was. obvious that the... Scepter had a stone, but if they clarified that when Ultron crushes the casing and there's the visions, you know, the vision stone, um, the mind you stone. know, um, the mind stone. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, well, the soul stone, I thought it was a cop out, but at the same time, I was like, okay, whatever. And I'm glad you're bringing this up because we, you said like a little red character or something red comes back. Yeah, I had a theory. From day one, that I said Thanos is going to bring back the villains, all the villains. Okay, I was wrong, but he brought back one of them. But I don't know if he brought him back. I don't know that Thanos did that. I think some other mystical power that's not being explained to us did that. Uh, the theory is, is that Odin did that. That's feasible. I would put, I would give more credibility to that than Thanos having anything to do with it. That Odin kind of like interfered with the Tesseract and transferred Red Skull to wherever the fuck that was. I'm I'm more, I'm kind of cu- I want to know a little bit more backstory about how the Red Skull became like a floaty fucking death dude. Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't know that he's like it, it looked floaty, but I wonder if it's his full form under the cape and you just can't see it. But that's neither here nor there. Um, that's not Hugo Weaving coming back, by the way. That was not Hugo Weaving. Wasn't it? Well, then whoever did it did a really good job, because I couldn't tell. That, that is a, an impersonator named, I think his name was Ross Marcond. Okay. And he he's such a great impersonator that, like, when I was watching, I was like, that doesn't sound exactly like Hugo Weaving, but it's a pretty spot-on impression. And I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I was right. Well, but, and you um, being the person who does impersonations, I would expect you to pick something like that up. To me, I you could have never told me that, and I would have put money down that it was Hugo. So yeah, Hugo didn't want to do it. He didn't want to come back. He was well, really and, just like, I'm done with it. Yeah, and I unless he's going to become that character's going to become a major player beyond that sequence, I can't hate on him for that. That's fine. 
I think there was plans on him being a major player, and then they just and then he made like I didn't like being under all that makeup. I didn't like you know. I did it for the money or blah, blah, blah. And then they said, well, fuck you then. We'll just, like, not have you. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if that's the case, that's a shame. But then so be it, and they're going to go on. But then, so they go to get the stone, and yeah, as soon as he said a soul for a soul, I knew what was coming. Oh, so did I. And I was like, don't do it. There's got to be well, something else. What cinched it for me was when she when he turned, he had, and she said... Really? Tears? No, the, I, fates yeah. have, the fates have laughed at you because you don't love anybody but yourself. And then when fucking not Hugo Red Skull said, he cries not for himself. For himself yeah, I know. I know. As soon as they said it, I, I knew. Um, one of the things we kind of glossed over that's important to that scene is that a few minutes prior, five minutes maybe, there's a really good... They're on... They're not on Titan. I guess they're on his ship. And there's this interaction between Gamora and him, and they're kind of talking about their past and how much he really does genuinely care about her. You know? Yeah, he and, calls her little one. And it, it was really kind of touching. I mean, I got to say that. I mean, then it gets kind of dismissed <coughs> a little bit because he's ripping Nebula to pieces to get her to release the location of the stone. But it. Yeah, she was the black sheep of the family. Yeah, and it sucks for Nebula, but I mean, um, and there's a game that I play, there's Telltale series, where it's these, it's kind of like, okay, you look like you know what I'm talking about, but there are these choose-your-own... I, 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 know, I know it. Yeah, well, just for our listeners, there's this choose-your-own-adventure-style game, and there's one for Guardians of the Galaxy, and I've been playing through it, and they really, well, it's not officially linked to the MCU, they're staying within that realm, and there's a real good arc about Nebula. Um... But anyway, it, it it's yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Gamora gets thrown the fuck off a cliff, to and it's so home. heartbreaking because I mean, even though we've only seen two movies with Gamora, she was a pivotal she, character. In those she was movies. a pivotal character, and and because of that, that's why Peter Quill went all fucking batshit. Yep, and, and also. It's inter- It was interesting to see Thanos' reaction. I'm not just talking about up on the cliff before he throws her. But even after he gets the stone, he looks at it, I don't want to say with like, contempt, but... He's like, like, was it worth it? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's exactly what... Like, I needed this thing, but was it worth what I sacrificed to get it? I mean, he... I think he was just like, I. it broke my heart, but I. it had to be done. Yeah. And... and, and and that's when, I mean, he was already an interesting character because, like, he, you know, he, this is the big bad of the MCU where just, like, little by little, they pepper him in at the end of the Avengers, at the end of uh, Age of Ultron, and he has a small little cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy. So we were getting little hints of, like, who the fuck is the older brother of the Goonies going to play? Yeah. Who is also, this fucking guy? And also, it's like, and this may be a bad analogy, so I'll let you tell me, but... It's like Michael Corleone from The Godfather. You don't want, you shouldn't like that guy, but you do like that guy. I agree. I, I mean, I, I would say he's like Tony Soprano. I would go with that analogy that he's like Tony Soprano, which is he's a criminal. He's a murderer. He's a thief. He's but vicious. But you don't hate him. You, you want to hate him. Yes, but you can't. You don't, you find, or you find yourself not 
hating him. And that that to me is a compelling villain, yeah. whether it's Don Corleone or Tony Soprano or Darth Vader or powers. or even going like as I mean, like of like like what I was talking about fucking three hours ago. <laughs> um, Sorry, a villain is only as compelling as as if you can relate to them. Yep. Because if they're just straight up bloodthirsty, they're boring. Yep. I, but I if can you agree. Could, if you could see some humanity and tears fall from their eyes, it it makes it more than this is just a bad guy. This is someone who feels. Yep. And that's the whole point is that he, he feels so much that he's willing to wipe out half the universe to save the universe. Yep. And that goes back so to like you said, your point about you, the villain sees their their good in their actions. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he's just trying to do what's right because he's like, no one else will have the balls to do this. Totally. You know, they call, he's like, they call me the Mad Titan, but I'm the only one who's willing to do everything to save everyone. Yep. And he even says, like, you know, yeah, when, you know, when he tells Gamora, like, you know, when I... When I wiped half your planet, they're now having like fucking. There's never a child with an empty stomach. They're all they eat every yeah. day, and they're happy and they are they are overjoyed. And he said, and the reason why is because his planet is decimated. Titan is just a room, and he's just like, I wish someone did this for me. Yeah. You know, he and it goes to the fact that, like, he made it. I mean, it's amazing that we are literally arguing and condoning what he did. Yeah. At the expense of the entire MCU. The entire MCU is now forever changed. Yeah, totally. Unless unless your theory is right, where they can rewind something. Well, now we're getting to the final pinnacle. Well, before we do that, there's a part I think we need to touch on that we skipped and I don't know if we did it intentionally I know we didn't do it intentionally but the Thanos' ship comes for the time stone and the scene changes and you see an arm and the hair on the arm pops up and they zoom (laughs) out and it's Spider-Man sitting on the school bus with all his people Ned sitting in front of him which by the way and I don't want to dive back into the other movies might be one of my favorite ancillary characters in the entire MCU. Ned cracks me the fuck up. That kid is hysterical. Um, I, I love I love him in, in Spider-Man: Homecoming, and I'm glad they gave him one little role because yeah. he said like, "I need you to distract him," and he thought he he. It doesn't even seem like Ned heard what Peter said that he needs a distraction. He just looked outside and saw an alien space like. We're all gonna die because that was his first initial reaction. Right, and what's even better is like throughout Homecoming, Ned does things, and and Peter shoots him these looks like what, and he did it again then, and but in yeah. that way of like he's my best friend, the crazy fucker. But it's that that look like only I could love this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's not a shot at Ned because he's a very lovable character, but he just shoots him these looks, and and he does it again there, and then he swoops out the window and Stan gets his cameo and I'm not discrediting Stan but we already gushed all over Stan so he's got right. his love. Um, you know 
I love the the hair raising on the arm. Yeah, that was great because we never got any of the spider sense in Homecoming or Civil War. You really didn't yeah, get thought, it. I thought that was a brilliant way of doing it. Yep, I agree. I think it was perfect. Um, so he swoops out and then he goes after the ship. He con- well, he he meets up with Tony. Tony says something to him about oh, something about the ship. I forget, but anyway, it gets him up on the ship. So as they're, it's, they're, they're trying to get an expensive jewelry a necklace from protect from a wizard. The wizard. Yeah, protect the wizard. So he goes up on the ship to try to help Doctor Strange, and then as it's getting higher into the atmosphere, Tony realizes that he's still up there and goes after him. But then he Friday launch seventeen A, and this pod shoots out of the Avengers thing up in upstate New York, and flies we out get. and you get the iron spider oh my god it was so beautiful look i at. loved it i loved it it was, and it was cool because we had seen the tease of that at the end of homecoming if you recall when i loved i love the uh the the legs the appendages yes yeah the legs popping out of his back the whole bit the only problem i had with spider-man in the entire infinity war movie is we didn't get one second of karen I would have liked some Karen. I oh, I mean, you know, okay, I'll give you a little bit of trivia. Do you know who plays Karen? Yeah, the wife of Paul Bettany, who was the voice of Jarvis. I do know that. Okay, all right, good, good man. Yeah. Um, which, which is also, she's the other Betty Ross. Oh, from the the Eric Bana Hulk. Yeah. Uh, that I didn't know because I've never seen it all the way through, and I didn't really pay attention to it when I did. I would like to have gotten a little of that character. I mean, that's if if I'm scaling out the shit that upset me about that movie that's like at the bottom but it would have been cool to have some Karen you know what I mean because it was cool to see that interaction of between him and her when he's locked in that room in Homecoming and they're talking and he's yeah. like should I tell Liz I like her and that whole thing I don't want to go back into that movie but I'm just saying like that you Peter you should kiss her kiss her now <laughs> yeah like that kind of stuff was cool and it was and you know when she's talking to him about his web shooter settings and the whole bit like that that interaction was good I wish there was more of that um, on, on the flip side, you know who I miss was fucking uh, Marissa Aunt Tomei. Uh, yeah. By the way, I really don't want to jump out of Infinity War too much. She looked amazing in Civil War and did not age well into Homecoming. And it was only like in real life a year. So what the fuck? I think I don't think they're, they aged her too much. I think they just add glasses. No, she looks bad. Go back and no, watch her for the two minutes she's in I, I Civil literally War. just rewatched Spider Man Homecoming at work today because we're playing it we're playing all the MC movie MCU movies. Sure, makes sense. She still she still looks like a fucking Italian fox, man. Not as good as she looked in Civil War. Go back. I'm Dude, telling you. I, I'm 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 telling you Marissa Tomei is Italian royalty. No, I and know I, that. I, I I think she always always will always look amazing. You will Are never you sway me sure? on that. <laughs> I'm t- I'm telling you, man. I, no, no, I no, rewatched Spider Man Homecoming get that, today, and I'm, that part where she's teaching Peter how to dance, I'm just like, ooh, fuck. Uh, but you didn't get what I just did, did you? No. Are you sure? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, I'm positive. Yeah, see, that's where I always remember her from. I'm not discrediting any of her other work, but that's where I remember her from every time. Um, anyway, and I'm not even saying that's her best, but it's just it's the most memorable for me. Um, that aside, so you get Spider-Man, 
Tony sends out the Iron Spider suit so that he doesn't die being out too high in the atmosphere, and he tells him to go home, which he doesn't. And <laughs> he already had his homecoming. He's not going home again. He's not going home. Yeah. So, and it was awesome, and it was great <clears throat> to see Tony's reaction when he realizes he's on the ship, and he goes, "Kid, it's a one-way trip." And yeah. he's like, "Yeah." So, <laughs> you know, I, I had a theory. And this is sort of segueing from a little bit of Infinity War, but it was really important because you know they're making a Venom movie, yeah? Yes. I, from what I heard, he's not going to be in it, but I don't know if that's true. He's cast. He's in them. He's going to be in the movie. Oh, he is. Tom Holland is going to be in the movie. Here's when it gets confusing, and I'm only going to talk like two minutes of this. Yeah. Venom is set in San Francisco, my area. Okay. Okay. It's not. It's not in New York like normally. Like Venom and Eddie Brock are sure. You can't have the Venom symbiote design or powers without having it affect Peter Parker first, right? Okay. Now, real quick, do you remember that stream I told you I went, I did last weekend that the video tabletop oh, stream Twitch? on Twitch? Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, there is a link you can go watch the whole eight hours of it if you want. It's there. Eight hours, you yeah. Monster. We were there for we started at seven and ended at three thirty in the morning. Um, but at one point, we're talking about Venom, and okay. they they said the guys that I was talking to. Well, first off, they said he's not in the movie, which is what it is. Maybe if you're saying he's cast, I believe you. I'm not, and I'm not saying that they were lying. They may not have known he was cast. That okay. aside. They said that everything they read is that they're not touching the Spider-Man origin on it. Even if he's in the movie, they're not touching that origin. Which, to me, is bullshit. It, it, it is the bullshit. Whole point of why, the whole point why Venom has the powers and emblem design on it's his, because on of, his yeah. thing is because he touched Peter Parker first. Yeah. So my theory was, is Peter Parker's in a fucking spaceship. Maybe he rubs shoulders against a symbiote. Wow. It attaches, attaches to him for a second, so it gets his DNA. Then the spaceship crashes, and like a piece of the symbiote lands in San Francisco. That's what I thought was going to happen. But the ship didn't crash and, on Earth. It crashed on Titan. Right. So it didn't happen at all. So I'm thinking, like, wow, what a missed fucking opportunity to make the movie Venom make sense. Well, wait a minute. All right, I'm going to take your thing a, a step further because your theory has a plan. I like this. So here we go. That ship that crashed on Titan, when yes. the universe gets wiped out, as we know, who says life just has to be people? The planet explodes because Titan's destroyed already. He 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 shows us that at one point. that The world itself, and, it, and the gravity on it's fucked up because you see parts of it floating and parts of it are solid and it's all jacked up. Right. The planet explodes, flies across the universe, whether it hits a wormhole, whatever, but that ship is on that planet when it explodes. It now lands on Earth. There's your connection. But it still didn't touch Peter Parker. We don't know that. They didn't show that. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean it didn't happen. But he, okay, so that's my Venom point is that they it. had opportunities to do it. But the opportunities to show it, sure, but they could have referenced it. They could reference it. Like Venom, when he's talking to Eddie Brock, because at one point in the trailer, we're going way off and we got to stop. But you see Eddie talking to Venom. There's a, there's a, like the whole Bruce Banner thing. It's yeah, the same kind of Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we, we're only seeing trailers right now, so we don't know all the conversation. You know, and so if there, there's a chance for them to reference and say, well, wh- why do you do the things you do? Well, I saw this kid. I ran into this kid who shoots his webbing or something. That'll probably be a flashback. It'll, that's probably how Tom Holland will be in the movie and not be in the movie at the same time. Okay, there you go. I think you're right. I think my idea would have been... I, I oh, like yeah. my idea more because it makes more fucking sense where it's like he's in space. Yeah, no, there. I, I don't disagree with your theory, I think, but there's a way to still link it all together. Um, I think you're right. But but so it'll be a flash, which means Venom is going to be set way before um, Infinity War. Or But or Venom is also not part of the MCU. It's, it's going to have some... Some MCU, little right. figures and, in, in the MCU, but it's not going to be part of it. That's one of the things I was curious about, and I wasn't sure. So you answered that question. I was hoping they were going to make it part of the MCU. They're not that sad. Whatever. You know what? For all we know, fucking like Deadpool and Iron Man will have a goddamn orgy in Venom, and we won't even fuck. They'll just be like, everything we told you is a lie. Venom yeah, is, mean, is totally part of the MCU. Look, there's one thing that we can agree on more than anything else about anything we've said throughout this entire episode. Kevin Feige is a crafty motherfucker. And I mean that in the best way possible. I also agree that's the worst fucking way possible. This guy could plan a murder and get away with it. But he's, yeah. And and it would make sense and you'd go, okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're I mean, kind of so, okay with it because like, hey, it was entertaining. Okay, so look, we're, we're at the three hour, 10 minute mark already. Okay, so, so the, the fi- we're, at, we're at the final stages. Thanos snaps his fucking fingers. Yep. He gets all the stones. He gets them all. He, but the most crazy thing is he and he's fighting the other guys on Titan, and he fucking shanks Tony. Yeah. And now we're thinking at this moment Tony's dead. Tony's yeah, gonna I, fucking die. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is up. His contract is up. That's what we and we were all prepared for that. I thought he's tied in through Infinity War like Chris Evans is, like the second one. He is now, okay. but we were prepared that this was, he was going to end this one. Yeah. Well, I got to ask and you a quick question. The, Wait. And, oh, shit. I just lost it. Fuck. Go. So the, we talked about, like, the significance of why Tony lived. Tony lived because his biggest nightmare was that he had destroyed the Avengers and that he was the only one to watch the destruction. His, his nightmare that Scarlet Witch gives him in Age yeah. of Ultron is all the Avengers and the world being invaded by the fucking Chitari as he has to watch. Yep. So now he gets to watch all the Avengers and including little fucking Spidey. We've reached it. We've reached it, CJ. We've reached the moment where we're seeing... Yeah, go ahead. We're seeing everyone die. We're seeing, you know, Thanos, you know, says... I hope they remember you, and then he fucks off, and then he gets the final stone from Vision. He fucking the the whole the whole point of the movie is that Vision is injured, and they're trying to destroy. They're 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 willing to sacrifice Vision and the Mind Stone to prevent Thanos from getting it. That's a big plot part that we forgot to mention. Yeah. So Scarlet Witch and fucking Vision are totally fucking in love and she's like I'm the only one who's powerful enough to destroy you I don't want to do that and through the entire film he's like you have to do this yeah and so right at the final the big battle is all of Thanos's fucking like alien morphing fucking things are attacking Wakanda the Wakandans and fucking Captain America Scarlet Witch uh, Black Widow and everybody and not Hulk are all fucking fighting 
Hulk is in a Hulk buster. I thought that was really fucking funny. Um, yeah. And they're all beating the fuck out of each other. And, and then... Real quick, with the Hulk buster, it would have been... To me, it would have been better if at some point he hulked he out and broke... It. And broke out of the Hulk Buster suit and became and was running around as a Hulk. But that's me. We we, we totally thought that was going to happen. It didn't. Happen. So, fucking look. We give credit to Kevin Feige and John Favreau. We've got to give a big fucking shout out to the Russo brothers. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. They they deserve all and, the credit for this movie. Definitely. And the, and the screenwriters, fucking McFeely and whoever the fuck, the, whoever whoever you are, you did. The unthinkable, which was you made us be silent at a Marvel film. Yeah, uh, that my yeah, dude. Oh, oh, um, there were no cheers this entire film because this, you're all just gripping the seat, just like this is the empire of Marvel movies. It, it absolutely one hundred percent is. It ends on a on the, what I would say almost is the ultimate down note. I 100 percent agree. I, I I was rushing through it. I'm I'm almost caught up. We no, have to no, no. get the I final 30 seconds. So, Vision, uh, Scarlet Witch is like slowly blowing up the fucking uh, Infinity Stone in Vision's head, and he's like, "I love you." And then oh. he blows the fuck up, yep. and the vision and the, and the Mind Stone is destroyed, and crisis is averted. Then Thanos just calmly so, just walks over and says. You know, time's not really a factor for me. And he says, I'm sorry. You're, I understand your pain. Too bad. And then he just fucking used the time stone. And you see it go in reverse. You see the explosion and the sonic boom go in reverse. And then you see uh, Vision. The, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Slowly morph back together, and the Mind Stone morph back together, and then his eyes open, and Thanos grabs him by the fucking throat, and poor fucking Vision is like, I'm free, I'm okay, and then he's like, oh, fuck, no, are you kidding me? Thanos rips out the fucking Mind Stone out of his skull, and Vision just becomes this gray shell of what he was. And that's the one of the. I mean, all the deaths that happen, apart from the big bad that we we are avoiding talking about, <laughs> this was one of the. This is the one that really kind of like, oh man, this was brutal because he didn't float away, he didn't disappear, he just he was ripped apart. Yep, yep. And we knew that going into him. I I said it from the very beginning, like as soon as I saw Vision be created, I'm like, he's gonna fucking get annihilated by Thanos. Thanos is gonna rip that fucking thing out of his forehead yeah i was not wrong and it was a brutal fucking death so now thanos has all the stones he's about ready to snap his fucking fingers 
Uh, and then Thor comes out of nowhere, uses his goddamn Stormbreaker, misses the fucking head, and Thanos says, you should have aimed for the head. And really? then snaps his fingers. Yeah, really quick, just backing up for a split second, Thor was a badass when he gets to Earth. I've never oh. seen him that destructive. And I mean that in the best possible way, man. He laid waste. Oh, he, he was like, I, I am all out for this one. I, I'm, yeah, I loved it. It was I'm the my giant fucking stormbreaker of a cock, and I'm fucking you all up. It was the best I've seen Thor in any of the movies to this point. I've liked him, but this is the the, the most destructive and just big fuck you to everything that was negative. Just I'm wiping you all the fuck out. And I thought, I thought for a split second. I know he didn't kill Thanos because that wouldn't make sense because we all knew part two was coming before we even walked into a theater. They told us there were going to be two parts. So I knew they weren't going to kill him in this movie, but I thought maybe he wounded him enough to avoid what happened, and he didn't. I saw this great meme where this person said, I think my biggest fear is that Avengers is going to end with Thanos snapping his fingers and it cuts to black. And this is directed by the Russo brothers. They almost predicted it. Almost, they came happened, close. Yeah. And then we got another five minutes. And we, it got, was we, the, we basically got an epilogue. And it was the most heartbreaking five minutes I've ever seen. It's like everything you loved about these movies, we're going to remind you and you're going to be having the feels like a motherfucker. So, yeah. He snaps his fucking fingers, and I was really blown away by how the Infinity Gauntlet looked charred afterwards. No, I, like, it looked destroyed almost. Like it's still I, I don't form. know if that was a one-time thing that all the stones are are destroyed. Yeah, like I don't know. Now, now they can't use the Time Stone to reverse all that shit. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, so then people start fucking floating away in front of everyone's eyes. So let's let's try and do a recap. So. Groot, Groot is gone. Well, let's go and try to go in order. So Bucky's the first I, one you see. Yeah, Bucky, Bucky is fucked. Bucky walks up. He goes, Steve, and he stumbles a little bit, and his arm start, his good arm starts to fade away, and he just falls over and turns to dust. And that's yeah. when you go, because there was a split. There was a brief period between the snap of fingers and that happening where I said to myself, maybe it didn't work. Didn't work. That and he, then they, they just shat on your theory. Yeah, hardcore. And yeah. Bucky fades away, and then I forget who's next, but at one point you see Star-Lord looking around at the Guardians, and Drax is fading away, and... Mantis. And then Mantis, and then he himself fades away. Star-Lord goes... And I said... What's and that? I said, good, fuck you, Star-Lord, you yeah, deserve um, to go. Yeah, I figured you did. Um, and then, and then they go uh, over and they strange. show, what's that? Strange. No, well, I don't think Strange is next. I think they go to Rocket looking at Groot. And I felt for him because it's the second time he's watched his best friend die in four movies. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, and this time there's no regrowing him, at least not the way they left it. You know, you can't put a twig into a into a pot and hope he regrows. At this point, he's gone. And he's mulch. He's right. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. And then they ship. Well, actually, over. He's, he's sawdust. And then you watch 
Iron, you watch Cheadle go down, and yeah, that was hard for me too. Yeah, and then they shift out to Titan, and Doctor Strange looks at Tony and goes, "It had to be done, Tony." Now, see, that's what gives me hope. I've been thinking about this. That line about him it turning a time stone over to Thanos. Because remember, okay, we glossed over something that might actually be vital to the survival of what we love. And that's at one point, Strange is off screen, and Spider-Man Parker turns over and goes, what's wrong with that guy? And they pan over, and he's in, like, the floating lotus position, and then his head is twitching like a motherfucker because he's looking at all the possible outcomes because of the, he's got the time stone to see it. Right. And they right. say, how many outcomes did you look at? And he's, I think it was like 14,620,001 or something like that. Right. And he goes... It's how, how, how many do we live? And he goes, one. And I'm wondering if in that one that he saw, he voluntarily hands the time stone over to Thanos. Whereas in all the other ones, it's forcibly taken from him. Yeah. And that's the and one that- thing that's giving me hope. But well, that also goes great with the character as like no one is no, no, no one is sacrificed because there's a whole big part in the beginning where Dr. Strange says to uh, Tony says it was between you and the kid and the time stone. You will lose. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so then he was like, OK, I can't. so I agree with what you're saying that I think he saw I think he saw the one where. Humanity is restored, or something, or we win. Yeah, but we had to have a big sacrifice where we lose half the people first. Right, and whether we get them back or what is yet to be seen. But I feel which like is why, which is my theory for Goldblum and yeah. the Collector. And but I I think that he did that on purpose, and he said that line to Tony, knowing he was going to be one of the ones that dissolved. Like he's probably the only person prior to the event actually having who knew who was gone and who was staying. And he knew yeah. he was one of them. You yeah. know, and he said to Tony, it had to be done. And because Tony's got a very confused look on his face, but he doesn't say anything. And then he turns. Oh. And then the, you hear the words, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Yeah. And now, now we're both crying. It's so heartbreaking. It's so fucking fucked because the you know the worst part about this is Tom Holland improvised that. What what got me wasn't I don't feel so good. That sucked because I knew what that meant. Yeah. But when he grips him up and says I don't want to go, he says I'm not ready. To, I, I I don't I'm not ready to go. Yeah. And. Uh, and and it's just it's so heartbreaking, and that's all Tom Holland improvising his whole death scene, like collapsing in, in RDJ's arms, and RG, RDJ holds him. He's like, "It's okay, it's okay, it's okay." He's like, "I'm not ready to go." And the, and then and the floats, look oh. on Tony's face because he knows. And he goes back to what he said in in Homecoming. He goes when it when the when the Satin Island ferry scene happens. He goes, "If people die today, that was on you." But I feel like if you die today, that's on me. Yeah. And then you go forward to the Infinity War, and that happens, and it's like you know it what was, Tony's feeling. It is the reversal of the Ben Parker death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
and then it shows Thanos on some fucking planet looking relieved looking relieved and yeah cut and black and And then then, go ahead and then just says and then just says okay we just shattered your soul you can now go to the bathroom and think about and contemplate your life yeah and even the credits I felt like were a big fuck you I'm not talking about the end scene I'm talking about the credits themselves because it goes black it says directed by the Russo brothers it says their names but I don't remember them and I don't want to disrespect them but it says their names and then it pops up the title of the movie and the title fades away like all the people did. And I'm like, you motherfucker. I'll give you one even worse. After the bonus credit scene, you know how like most after the movies will say Avengers will return or the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy will return? Yep. It said Thanos, Thanos will return. Yep. I saw it. I know. So now we get think, to talk about the bonus credit scene. I still think bonus that the scene, fade away was the bigger fuck you. Just saying. it was just I I agree, but it was like I I thought the Thanos will return was like, oh no, the Avengers aren't coming back, but Thanos will. Yeah. All right. So you know what I I'm the the Spider Man thing hit me so hard that I did stay for the bonus credit scene, but I don't remember it at all. All right. So I'll I'll run through it. So it's. The same time, it's on Earth. It's Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Oh yeah, are, okay. Are in like they're either in New York or they're still in DC or they're somewhere. I and think it's New York. They're driving oh, go ahead. around, and then like because presumably people are fading. It's not just the Avengers that no, were. It hasn't started uh, yet. In that no, city, it hasn't it, started yet. It's happening as soon as that scene kicks on. That's when it's happening. Right. So. Helicopters are crashing because pilots are fucking being disintegrate, yeah. and people are fucking like crashing the cars because they're no longer there. So uh, Nick Fury jumps out, and it was great to see Samuel Jackson come back because we didn't know he was going to be in the movie. Right. So it was good to see Kobe Smulders too. I I like Maria Hill. Yeah, yeah, she was fun. Um, it was he runs runs to a car that crashes into them, and there's no one there, and then he starts seeing people evaporate in front of him, and then he sees Maria. Uh, fucking disintegrate. And then he's like, and then he go, he like runs back to his car, pulls out like some weird pager thing, starts like pressing it. And as he's pressing it, he sees his hand start yeah. to disintegrate. Yeah. And he says, mother. mother. And then it, yeah. just, it just, it, it finished it. He's not, sorry, it's Disney. You're not allowed to say motherfucker. Well, he's not like and Deadpool. So, <laughs> yeah. So it, he disintegrates and then it shows his little fucking pager. And it says sending, 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 received, and it shows the emblem for Captain Marvel. Right. Now, do you know anything about Captain Marvel? Not real. I know it's a woman, and that's about all I know. And I know that the movie is going to be set, in, I think, in the eighties, but that's about the extent of my knowledge. It's going to be set in the early nineties. Early so, 90s. That's right. That's right. Wonder Woman's the eighties. My fault. So, what? I'll give you the briefest rundown. Captain Marvel is basically female Superman. Okay. Okay. So she is a pilot who her human DNA mixes with Kree DNA. Remember the Krees in oh, Guardians I know of the, the Galaxy? Kree. Yeah, no, because they're all over Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. So believe me, I. Yeah. yeah. So her, her, her DNA mixes with Kree. So she's able to be super strong. She's able to fly. She's able to fucking shoot laser beams out of her fucking arms. So essentially, she's 
female super Superman. Even so far as that super super girl, her name is Kara Dan uh, Kara Zorel. No, no, I'm talking about her adopted name is uh, Danvers. Kara Danvers. This one is named like Carol Danvers. Oh Jesus! All right, go ahead. Well, yeah, they did that throughout the years. Marvel and DC. Go ahead. There's also a Captain Marvel in DC. Which they now no longer are allowed to use. It's called Shazam. Yeah. So, but here's the other thing is there is a there was an original Captain Marvel called Marvel. And I guess in the movie it's gonna be played by Jude Law. Oh, okay. So he's gonna be like her mentor or something. Oh, he's in her be like movie. Marvel okay, and and so from what I understand she will be the one to possibly be. She's the most powerful um, thing in the Marvel universe. Okay. So if anyone could fucking like flip off Thanos, it's her. Could she put the thing on and snap her fingers and bring it back? We will fucking find out. Yeah. Um, I hope, she, I hope she snaps her fingers and grows an ass personally. <laughs> uh, the, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Um... Yeah, Brie so, Larson, and I'm I'm pumped for uh, for Captain Marvel. She does not have an ass though. Let's let's recap who's still with us because there's not many. Original, the original uh, group. Not all of them. I think Iron I, Man. Yeah, Cap, Thor. Didn't Black Widow go down? I thought she faded. Oh, Black Widow's still pumping. Okay, then you're right. It's the original five. It's, um, are we sure that fucking War Machine died? I'm pretty No, War certain. Machine's around, but Falcon died. Falcon definitely died. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Falcon definitely went. I thought I thought Cheetah went too, but I guess not. You're right. Oh, so it's the original it's the original Avengers. And War Machine. I'd argue since he was there from the beginning, he would he's he is he's part of the original he's part of the original lineup. He's not in that first movie though, as an Avenger. If we're going by that basis. But he's in Iron Man 2. As, I, no, three. Well, yeah, briefly, but yeah, 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 yeah. But he's War Machine. He's not in, in the Avengers. I you know what you're saying. I'm distincting the group, the Avengers, versus other heroes and characters that are in the world. That's all. All right. Um, the, only, the only ones that don't make it are the Guardians. The Guardians? Except for Rocket. Guardians, Black Panther. Oh yeah, Black Panther. Fuck yeah, we yeah. Spider Man. That was also kind. Of, that was also fucked because he was like reaching out because we thought, oh, that fucking Okoye is gonna die, and then like, nope, fuck you, Black Panther. Yeah, so that if they can't reverse it, it does leave for his sister to take over the mantle. Um, which is possible. Did she live? We don't know. You never see. She's one of the people like Wong. We don't know. Well, where there's a Wong, there's a way. Yeah. So, um, there's I, three and a half hours of Infinity War. 
we could have laid out the entire movie for the amount of time we've been talking, um, which we almost did. I like credit the fact that I haven't slept and I was able to keep up. You did good, um, but yeah, dude, that's, that's what we are. That's that's the MCU as of right now. That is the dude. This this I feel like what I just saw. Like when I walked out of the theater. I physically and emotionally felt like I was walking out of a funeral. Yeah, I could see that. I was with you. Um, it, I, I I went back to my my friend's car and we just we didn't say really anything. And we I just understand. Walked back to his car. I understand now because I texted you after you got out of the movie and you said I had to go get a drink. I get it now. I do. Yeah. So Michael, my friend Michael and I, we were like, and you could say his name. Uh, we. We went to his car and we're sitting there and we're just like, what the fucking fuck? Yeah. How the fuck did they get away with this? Yeah. Like the, the giant massive balls that they fucking have. Like they did the unthinkable. They fucking killed 85%. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my friend was like, I gotta be at work in an hour, but we're going to the bar early and we're getting a drink or two. Yeah. And we were at the bar just like slumped over and the bartender was like, Hey guys, how you doing? And we're like, I can't talk to you right now. He's like, why? What's going on? Are you okay? We're like, we just saw Avengers. He's like, Oh, was it bad? I'm like, no, so fucking good, but I can't tell you anything. He's like, Oh really? I was like, I really need a Jack Daniels right now. He's like, really? Like, dude, I swear I need a drink. And then like, I polished that drink and we like went and got a burrito. And then we came back and just silently, Eating this burrito, I'm like, I don't taste it. I need salsa to taste. Okay, two things about that. Number one, I'm going to get you on better whiskey at some point in our time. We're going to get together, and I'm going to get you on better whiskey. And and details on that we'll save for another conversation, but that's number one. Number two, I miss me a carne asada burrito like nobody's business. God damn it, I hate you. Um, <laughs> well, come out to Oakland. No, well, I'm I'm working on West Coast movement. Trust me. Um, I heard. Anyway, so by the way, I'm not even a fan of whiskey. I only drink if I'm going to drink any whiskey. It's got to be like a Jack Daniel's honey. No, we're gonna get you onto a better whiskey, a better. And I know, I, I know you like the sweet ones. I have a plan. We're gonna get you onto a better whiskey. I have a plan. Right. I've got two things in mind already. We're we're gonna fix this. So. <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> we have to end on an up note. After that fucking ending in this movie, we have to end on an up note. I'm so happy I don't have to work today because I wouldn't be able to go into work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, Jesus. I'm ready to go to bed and have nightmares. All right, well, have those nightmares. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, like, wake up crying. I am excited because Kev and Mark independent, Mark Bernard have put out their reviews of the movie and have avoided them. So I'm going to go watch those because I want to hear what they have to I, say. Dude, you want to talk about how like we try to avoid talking about like beat by beat. Kevin did it beat by beat and he did in less time. That, he did like 20 minutes. Well, he's more experienced at this than we are. So I <sighs> I you can also check out my uh, my rants now because I, will, I did no, I will. Uh, yeah I will I did two separate uh, rants I did I did a spoiler free one yeah 
Did you see that? No, I haven't watched any of them yet, but I will. I will. I've been trying to avoid anything Infinity Wars I possibly could until I went and saw it. Now that I've seen it, I'll go watch things, including spoiler-free well, stuff. Yeah, watch them both because that is just like literally 20 minutes after like I came from the bar. Okay, I will watch that. That will be fun. So, and actually, that's a good good way to transition. So, um, for people who don't know, you do have a YouTube channel. One, it's called Rico's Rants. Um, that is correct. I, I've been hosting my own YouTube channel for the past couple of years. Uh, the majority of it is me doing uh, movie reviews, but I also, if you get the idea from this little, this tiny little podcast we do. Uh, tiny I'm, is not the word. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really hold back. I'm very honest. I'm very, I'm my, I'm my own voice and I, uh, I, I will talk about my own personal stories and my own personal life, but a lot of it is me just being like, I feel like talking about this movie. So I'll, I'll just talk about movies. But if you are curious, I do take recommendations. I do take requests. Um, but yeah, you can check it out. YouTube, uh, Rico's rants and you'll find me cause I'm like bald and goateed and. And well, I usually have sunglasses on because I have like a migraine than usually. Goateed, I would say, but it's usually a goatee. But then, like, I just get lazy. I like the beard; looks good. Um, I, I, I have what I call a reverse mullet. Oh, if I start balding, I'm totally doing that. So don't worry about it. I will have the fucking. You've seen what God of War looks like these days. I will have that move going. Um, in any event, <laughs> and you said you take recommendations or requests. I actually have one for you. I think. Because you, I've seen your Iron Man one, um, and I've seen your Black Panther one, and you're good at doing those in short bursts. So for people who haven't seen these movies, and you don't think you will before you listen to this, and you want to listen to this, although at this point we've spoiled a shit ton, but <laughs> go. I think you should do like a ten or fifteen minute one on each each of the movies you've seen. Ah, uh, I could try. I I. Uh... I definitely did. I did one already of Spider-Man: Homecoming. I did one of Captain America: Civil War. Okay. Um, and I and I did one of Thor: Ragnarok. So I've actually done a good chunk of them. There you go. Um, already. And I did Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. So, um, but I also kind of don't have to do my own separate Guardians of the Galaxy because I talked a lot about Guardians of the Galaxy One in Volume Two. So, okay. um, the point yeah, is, I, the point is, go check out Rico's rants on Rico's rants on YouTube. The idea was just to drive people to your your site here you're you're fighting if, with me if, if, i i appreciate that if you want me to do a, a specific one like if, if if anybody out there wants me to just do one of iron man 3 or thor the dark world or fucking who you know ant ant man or whatever the fuck i'll be happy to do this um but if you, you should, get the gist of it you should tweet that tweet out a request say hey who wants to see me do wh- which marvel movie do you want to see it rain on ask people for it and go for it I think the last time I asked people which Marvel movie do you want me to do a rant on, that was someone said do the Dark Knight. Okay, well, not everyone's bright. What are you gonna do? Um, I think they're just being like, oh, like, smartass. Fuck. Yeah, they're just like Batman's the best. I'm like, well, uh, okay. whatever. Oh, people are whatever. Anyway, um, but you you brought Twitter, so you can follow me at Twitter at uh, rants Rico. And you're gonna uh, find me because rants. At... It's, yeah. Good. No, sorry. You, so instead of Rico's Rants, it's Rants Rico at Twitter. Uh, you'll find me at M underscore Blade. You can also tweet the show at Podeskew. Try to keep it as simple as possible. I, I think you're linked to that one. Do you are, do you see the Podeskew ones? Because you should. If you don't, I'll help you with that. For where? For our, like 
from the Potaskew Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I get them. I get the notifications. All right. You should have the login to go in and respond though. If you don't, I'll make sure you get that. No, I could flip back and forth. I just I sometimes I don't know what to say. I, no, I, don't, I don't want to ruin the credibility of, of the show without your okay. Rico, first off, it's our show, so you don't need my permission. Second of all, we have no credibility, so it really doesn't matter in any way. Um, <laughs> we'd have to have credibility before we can ruin it. Um, <laughs> that was funny. So please tweet at us there. I know, Rico, you're working on our fan page for Facebook. I don't think that's up yet, but when it's up, we will let you know. It is not It is not up yet. I, I apologize to the listeners and, and viewers uh, for Rico's rants. I, I've been battling a fucking migraine for like two months. Oof. Like I've, I've had like days where I can be okay, and I've had like a day where I'm like, I feel pretty good, and then it just comes again. Um, so I've been – fucking miserable and i i can i can get through this because i'm wearing you can't see but i'm wearing sunglasses and i'm just like trying to not overdo it so eventually uh sometime sometime this week i will get through the um facebook page for the uh, pot at the same time i will be relaxing on that note i'm gonna go to bed um before you go there's a couple more pieces of business we have to do um, I need to give uh, a, two minutes. Quick shout out to to Dubbed in English, um, band from New Jersey oh. who does our intro music. Song's called Ninety Six Reasons. Unfortunately, they're no longer together. However, I can make the LP available to you if you like it. I can get you a copy. Um, so reach out to me, uh, Twitter, whatever, if you want a copy. Um, and also to and. I don't have the name in front of me, but Samuel Lemons, correct? Yes. Yeah, he does our outro music, so much thanks to him because he actually created that essentially for us, so that's very nice. I don't think, I don't, I don't think that's his actual last name, but that's what we know him as. Okay, well, Samuel good. I'm, I'm using what he's made public information, so I'm not yes. sharing anything out of term, but that's how he's known. You can find him on SoundCloud. I know he's available there if you want to check out the rest of his music and things um again dubbed in english is not publicly out there anymore that i'm aware of but i can get you that if you want it um i also want to give a thanks and shout out to podcast garden our hosting site if it wasn't for them we don't have a place to put our show you can use them for all podcasting needs should you decide to follow in our footsteps and try to do it better than we do um not possible Eh, I don't know. Definitely shorter. Podcastgarden.com. You can link an RSS feed to iTunes and Google Play for those who like doing that stuff. On that note, Rico, we've talked a lot. (laughs) I'm, I'm very tired. I don't ever want to talk again for the rest of the day. Okay, so I'll call you in like an hour. Um... I'll fl- I'll hang up on you in an hour and a half. Yeah, I figure. Um, thanks everybody for listening. We will be back again. Hey Rico, I don't feel so good. Damn it! Excuse me.
you can be a confident and dynamic leader who supports the nursing team and guides their patient care. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program equips you with strategies that prepare you to manage the ever-changing realities of healthcare while maintaining focus on family support and patient outcomes. What do you think making a difference in healthcare looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.